Welcome to the Talking Shop podcast from Vixen Labs, the info-packed, stat-stacked, actionable voice chat from Europe's leading voice tech agency. We start off by hearing from Vixen strategist Scott Westwater. I asked him to give us a heads up on what we can expect from this year's Voice Consumer Index research, otherwise known as the VCI 2022. When it comes to are there any surprises in the report, I think the surprise is how much behavior has changed in a year. I think the biggest surprise is like the fact that we've seen double digit growth and we've seen really a lot of people doing multiple times a day usage of these devices. Um, and quite frankly, when you look at the numbers, it, you, like, you have to do a double take because it's, it's growing pretty significantly, which again, really lends us or leads us to believe that the marketplace has matured, the consumer has matured, they definitely have an expectation. Um, they also wanna be able to do more, you know, and so, if your brand is not producing content that's you know accessible when someone's doing a voice search, for instance, or you're not looking to streamline the process on your site by adding voice, you're leaving things on the table. And if your competition starts to do things like that, you're gonna be at a disadvantage. As marketers ourselves, we really wanted to know what are people's attitudes around voice? How are they using it now? And how do they wanna use it in the future? So when we did the 2021 VCI, those are the questions that we had in our minds and and the things that we wanted to answer for ourselves, but then also on behalf of the marketing community and the marketing organizations, you know, within larger enterprise organizations. So this content really helps show not only the value of voice, but where your consumers are right now. And this is now probably 2014, 2015 era when it comes to mobile. And so in 2011, 2012, we were still kind of new, weren't quite sure how people were using devices. Once we started seeing over 30% mobile usage on a lot of websites, then we started making the decision to actually go through and optimize for mobile and have responsive websites. This is basically, we've now got the data that shows we're past that moment and people have adopted this in mass and they do want to do more with their voice. And so the information that's included in this report will really help brands figure out if they haven't started, here's how we need to start. And if they have started, here's how we need to enhance what we've already done to meet our needs of our users. I know a lot of brands had been hesitant and wanted to wait until 2023, 2024 to see how consumers are using it. Well, you have the data that shows that they're doing it now. So it's no longer a uh, nice to have. It's no longer a getting ahead of the game. You're, You're almost playing from behind at this point. So if you're not started, you need to start thinking about how to bring you know, all the content and all the other great stuff that you've been doing from a customer experience standpoint and starting starting to service your customers, you know, with a voice and allowing them to um, interact with your brand however they choose. Make sure you don't miss the new research. Head over to vixenlabs.co right now and sign up to our mailing list. The stats are being released on June the 21st. Next up, we're checking in on a talk Vixen CEO James Poulter gave to the Like Minds Nudge Ideas Festival earlier this year. We join him as he explains the importance of ensuring content around your brand or business is optimised for voice search. If you care about getting anyone to pay attention to you in 2022 and beyond, whether that's a business, whether it's you're an individual, whether you're a government or an educational institution trying to teach people or get people's attention or teach them hands, face and space or whatever it might be, 
uh, it more likely people are going to begin to turn less and less to keywords typed into Google and more often turning to a speaker or their phone and speaking out a question. And a keyword and a question are quite different things. And we need to adapt the way in which we talk to people to get their attention if we're going to ask them to ask questions rather than get them to ask keywords. I mean, in the early days of the URL, how many of you know, you, you, we all know what a URL is, right? <laughs> a, a, a web address. Training people to remember what www meant was a thing. Many of us have forgotten that now, but for those of us that were kind of creating websites in the early noughties, we remember that we had to tell people, no, you have to go put the full thing in because Google wasn't going to help you get around it at that time. And now we don't have to do any of that because we just tell people to say something that they already know how to say to a device that's probably within earshot. And that changes things. And so when we look at what people actually do with these things, when you strip out playing music, reminders and timers from what all of us probably use our Echoes and uh, Alexas to do, the next biggest thing people do is ask questions to search engines. They search for products and services. They search for local business information. So if you are a hotel chain, what happens if you go and ask Google Assistant today if I want to go get a room at Hotel Divan? Do I get the answer from you as the website that owns that information? Or do I get it from Wikipedia or Expedia or some other you know, aggregator site? If you care about that stuff, you're not going to get 10 blue links that you can go click on on a screen. Google's going to read you one answer. And that answer is the answer that we need to know how to control. So this is a, a kind of marketing and technology revolution that's going to affect us all, particularly if you are interested in getting people to pay attention to you. You can head over to YouTube to hear the rest of JP's presentation, where he talks about a boat trip, the importance of great dinner parties and the metaverse, amongst other things. The link is in the show notes. And finally, I'll hand over to creative strategist Rich Merritt for a roundup of voice tech news. And if you currently have a Google action for your business, then this is one newsflash you don't want to miss. The first thing is about the UK government or UK Parliament. They are launching an inquiry into voice assistants and connected devices to work out what kind of impact it's having on people's lives. So the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee, they have launched an investigation called Connected Tech Smart or Sinister. Um, what it's aimed to do is look into virtual assistants and wearable tech and look how it's changing uh, people's lives in the UK and what people are doing with it. So the whole process is open to submissions until the 23rd of June. They are taking on board uh, various different points from people in the, uh, either in the industry or just people that have an interest in it um, over the next couple of weeks. Um, so if people want to have a say, they can. From one government organisation to another, um, the state of New York are issuing robot companions to uh, homes of older people. Now, these aren't your kind of robot companions that you might have expected from like Futurama and the Jetsons. These are very much uh, digital assistants like, um, like Alexa and Google Assistant and Siri. They are uh, things called LEQ. They've come from an Israeli-based company. They are essentially trying to help kind of loneliness and being proactive with um, helping people kind of keep in touch with their loved ones, um, talk about various different kind of wellness things, uh, stress reduction, sleep, and giving them reminders and things. So it's not, we're not talking about something really, really complex. We're talking about some stuff that people have been thinking about in the industry for a little while now. Um, but it's really nice to see a government organization really taking it and running with it and realizing that older adults can really benefit from this. Um, and so far over 800 um, older adults in New York State 
have one of these uh, in their homes. From government organisations to hotels now, so from, from houses to hotels, the Allen Hotel in Manchester has recently opened up with a Google Nest Hub in every single room. This is very akin to kind of Alexa's hospitality, which launched in 2018, 2019, um, which was specific for a special Alexa experience for hotels. Google Nest Hub, um, in, on this occasion, have augmented it with Bolara, and they have an augmented version of kind of Google Assistant in hotel rooms um, across the entire hotel. Um, what these do is they allow you to not just kind of use kind of general Google Assistant tools, but also interact with hotel services. So be able to order room service and order new, uh, new towels and things like that. To the car, Waze uh, has now integrated with Apple Music. Waze, not previously uh, able to use Apple Music at the same time, were able to use Spotify, now able to use Apple Music so you can be much more hands-free. Um, within the car, you don't have to open Apple Music, you don't have to switch between apps and stuff like that. So it's something that's going to really benefit drivers and actually links in quite nicely to this next news item where Google are revamping Android Auto. Um, Android Auto is going undergoing a complete rework um, so that the user interface can, I think it's mainly to be able to adapt to bigger screens in cars and things like that, but they're also within it going to upgrade Google Assistant that works with Android Auto. Now, for those of you that have used it, um, it can be quite cumbersome at times. It doesn't always uh, respond brilliantly. And I think a lot of that is because of the ambient noise of the car. But what this does show is that, you know, Google are really going all in on, on the auto element of it and understanding that, you know, we are gonna be using these things around, out and about a lot more. Breaking news now, Google are sunsetting Google Actions. Now, what does that mean? What that means is from June the 13th, 2023, conversational actions on Google will no longer be available to users or to developers. Um, what's particularly interesting is also that the uh, analytics element on the Google Actions console will end on the 13th of September, 2022. So six months from the day that this was announced. So what does this mean? What's still gonna exist? So app actions, actions within a Android app, they will continue to exist and will continue to work. All information for that has now been migrated over to the Android developer area. Smart home actions are going to remain. So you're still gonna be able to control your light bulbs and stuff from your uh, Google Assistant device. Uh, all that documentation is getting a new area within the Google Home Developer Console. And finally, actions from web content. So if you have uh, an action within your web content, you're going to be able to still access that and those will still be live. Now, there really is no need to panic about this. There is a year, it is a very long sunset, but if you are worried, you are worried about migrating your, uh, your Google action onto something like Alexa, uh, then get in contact with Vixen Labs, info at vixenlabs.co, talk to us, we can also talk about your voice strategy in general. We can help you get the best out of voice assistance uh, to make sure that moving forward, you've got the best experience for your customers and your brand. Thanks for listening. I'm Suze Cooper and this has been Talking Shop. Like and subscribe to catch the next episode and remember to sign up at vixenlabs.co to get the Voice Consumer Index research when it lands next week. Until then, keep talking. Mm -hmm.